Hey, this is Zen Perry. Thanks for listening to the Zen Perry Project. I have a few requests of you before we get into the show. First is go to Zen Perry Project, Z-E-N-P-E-R-R-Y Project on Instagram. Give us a follow. Second is make sure you follow and turn on notifications for our episodes wherever you listen to the Zen Perry Project. And third is share the show with somebody. Maybe send them an episode they'd be interested in. Without further ado, here's the show. Thanks for listening. How are you doing? I'm pretty good, man. How are you? I'm doing well. I'm in my Airbnb in New York as I look for places to live for the next two months. Uh, Matt, Matt Young, why don't you why don't you describe who you are, what you do, what your life is like? I guess the best way to describe it, I'm a music artist, content creator, storyteller. I've been making music for the past 13 years, so I've been a decade plus in it. And I'd say in the last year or so, I kind of started to, you know, branch out into video content, storytelling, kind of broadening the horizon beyond just making music and, you know, making it about myself. So I would I would say music artist, all around content creator, storyteller, multifaceted. What do you mean about making it beyond yourself? Well, for the past like 13 years, it's just me writing about my life experiences and, you know, my music's very personal. So the last decade plus has been all about me with every release, with everything that I do. So this new content that I've been making, I've had more of a passion to tell other people's stories, make make pieces of content that's not myself as the subject. And I've been having fun with that kind of... Uh, that kind of approach just i feel like there's a, a greater purpose to my creative endeavors and it's just uh it's not always about me and i feel like branching out as a music artist into other forms of content i can kind of make things that i'm passionate about that wouldn't necessarily fall into my music and, and stuff that's just you know close to me yeah um well, that's pretty cool. Can you kind of give some examples? I know you've been doing some reels where you're kind of explaining what it is to be an artist. And those kind of really got my attention lately. And I think they've been resonating with other people. Um, it's cool to see kind of you're 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 almost like giving um, I guess, more value in like the the almost self-help sense to artists than you're just um creating and expecting people to to watch your stuff, which your music is really, really good. But I, I appreciate think, that. I think it's um it's that branching out. So can you kind of explain kind of the, the general philosophy when you start making content that's around sharing people with stuff with people um, in a different way? Pretty much it comes down to being a DIY independent artist is tough. It's, it's not an easy road. There's highs and lows around every single corner. And after being in it for 13 years and, and still running, I've had my fair share of highs and lows and, you know, wins and losses. So the fact now that I can take some of those experiences and some of those lessons I've learned and pay them forward to younger artists and anyone else taking that road of a DIY independent artist, I just want to pay any knowledge, any gems, any free game that I can forward. Because when you don't have a team, when you don't have a, a label, an investor, uh, it gets tough. It's a, it's a really, it's a really uh, shark in the water type of game. So I kind of just found passion in this and in, in making this kind of content just for the fact that I've always felt like the underdog. So I want to also have the underdogs back. And there's many of underdogs out there. And I find this kind of content can kind of speak directly to those types of artists and shed a little bit of light on 
some of the do's uh, and don'ts. And even when it's not more of just advice type of content, it's just uh, encouraging words to keep going on on your journey. So just anything I can do to uplift a, uh, an independent artist and someone who feels like they're going against the grain, I want to just give a little bit of that help in any way that I can. Yeah. And I was going to ask this later in the interview, and it might be uh, personal depending on how you think about it or how you take it. But um, I, what, what exactly to you is an underdog and why do you consider yourself an underdog? I would say an underdog is, is someone who is, you know, creating something out of nothing with, with no outside help from a machine or from, from a higher up. You know what I mean? The, the way the, the industry works today, it's, it's a lot of uh, almost factory processes with how artists get pumped out on these major labels and how so many of these artists that seem like they're moving around independent aren't really moving around independent. And there's, there's a suit or an investor behind so many of these self-proclaimed independent artists so to truly be an underdog is, is to truly feel like an underdog is is because i have for the entire time i've been an artist it's been making music video sets on my own with my cousin and my close friends it's throwing different marketing strategies at the wall and seeing what works and doesn't work and when you have a machine behind you you have a lot of people doing these things for you. So I guess I feel like an underdog because I have to wear pretty much every single hat when it comes to the life of an artist. And that's another reason I like making that kind of content because I know there's so many people who are wearing five, 10 different hats just to try to make it work. And uh, those, those, are, those are the people I'm always going to speak for. Yeah. What do you think? Um, I guess what do you think like niche has to do for it? What what is what does niche have to do for it? When I say that word, what what kind of comes to mind in general? And and sorry, can you like what do you mean exactly? Just just a I guess just... I guess so you know, I think I'm I think in general I'm going a different direction with this interview for a multitude of reasons because I I want to I kind of want to for people, yeah, I've been doing drumming about the same amount of time as you in the in the sphere, and I, I mean, I branched out into podcasting, and I'm doing this other stuff. And I think when we talk about like Sean Mundy, for example, it's like his stuff is so weird and different, and like such a fucking small niche, and people seem to resonate with it for whatever reason. Like they're, they're into that sort of dark stuff. Um, that stuff just almost like propels. And that's kind of, that's kind of what I mean for it. But yeah, it, it now it's just, I mean, everything is, I've got, you know, shows through doing the podcast. I've got different things, even though it is like relatively small. And I, as you, I just know the, the placement, but I think anything spark anything to your, your mind when I kind of said any of that, um, what, what, what do you think your end goal is for the way that you're, um, kind of like branching out with this what as an underdog as somebody who's trying to create something what is what is kind of the goal that you're looking at and going forward with so i'd say in terms of an end goal i don't think there's ever an end goal but where i would like to see things go in the next maybe couple of years i definitely i'm always going to be a musician first so i'm always going to uh put out records and 
you know, keep that up because that's just, that's a lifeline to me. That's who I am. That's the first type of creative endeavor I've ever explored and, and fell in love with. So I'll always be a musician first. But in regards to the branching out that I've been doing, uh, podcasting is something that I definitely want to get into. But not just specifically to the, the type of content. I, I guess where I, why I want to branch out and where I want to go is I want to just tell other people's stories. I want to build a platform that can highlight other people's work, other people's stories uh, through podcasting, through maybe cover pieces, and kind of dive into a bit of a, a, a journalism kind of world, but from the perspective of being someone who's also, you know, in the game as well. You know, mm -hmm. being an artist who can also dive into talking to other artists and other creatives and just interesting people that I think that other people should know about. So I want to branch out into shedding the light on others and, and just shedding the light on people that I find interesting and, you know, bring it to as big of an audience as I possibly can. Yeah, no, I absolutely agree with that. I think also something kind of when you've been starting to mention this, something that kind of comes to my mind. And you, you know, Jack White, White Stripes, Jack White. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he says he's never written a song about himself, which I almost like got to call bullshit damn. a little bit. Yeah, damn. But um, I think it's, it's interesting. It's even just an interesting thought process. Because even if you write, you know, about somebody else and your music, your yourself and your opinions and your, and your, your angle for it is going to kind of shine, you know, through. Like there's no way around that, and, and that might be kind of his angle because it's almost easier to like talk shit on somebody or imagine something like, oh, if you're talking like somebody's saying some terrible shit in your song, well, it's not me; it's this character I made up. Yeah. Um. So that, that kind of comes to mind when when you say that. What's it like living in Montreal right now? What's what's the music scene like? What's your you're talking about your friends and your support group and the kind of people you make movie sets with and like your videos look incredible. Like what? what sort of like creative endeavors and what sort of people are around you that inspire you? So in regards to the Montreal music scene, it is, we are, I feel like Montreal is very close to having its kind of Toronto breakthrough moment. There are so many different artists from hip hop to R and B to pop music that are, are, I feel like they're right on the cusp in Montreal. We have such a great music scene, art scene in general. Uh, just some names to throw out there. Nate Husser, Zach Zoya, Cali Technus. Those, those are artists who are still on the rise, but they're, they're starting to make waves in the States and Europe. And they're, they're really starting to do it and have their breakthrough moments. And I feel like Montreal is right on the cusp of that spotlight mainstream moment that Toronto had when you know, the Drakes and, and the Weekends and the Party Next Doors and the Tory Lane started to break through and, and really cross over. Okay, I was going to be like, what the hell is a Toronto moment? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so <laughs> okay, cool. it, it it just takes a while here because the whole, you know, language barrier and there's a lot of politics with French and English and, and all that. But all that aside, which is stuff that I always stay clear of, we are not short on talent. We have so many artists. And um, in regards to the community aspect of it, 
there's definitely clicks and stuff like that. Like I think every city is going to have the clicks and people that kind of work amongst themselves and in certain groups. But I think this city is booming with talent. I think it's flourishing beautifully. And I would say 2023, this, this year is going to be like a breakout year for a lot of artists. Just those names I mentioned alone, Cali Technus, um, Zach Zoya and Nate Husser. I think they're on their way to like, uh, to a mainstream moment. But it's a it's a great city. It's uh it's it's a lot of independent artists, it's a lot of uh hustling and uh a lot of uh shows in the city, but uh it's uh it it, it does have like a DIY kind of uh essence to it as well. So it's uh it's a great it's a great city and um the art scene is, is booming here. I think it just needs its kind of pushover moment to to finally get the the recognition that it deserves, to be honest. Because it's a very supportive place for artists in, in general. I've heard it's like, I don't know if this is correct. Correct me if I'm wrong, but like the, the rent is a little bit more stabilized than maybe other parts of the country. Um, it's a little... R- rent is starting to get a little crazy. It's starting to not be as as, as beautiful as it once was. But, you know, you, you think like 2010 to maybe 2015, 2016, like there's a lot of artists that came here to set up shop just for the fact that cheap living a lot of gigs to play like mac demarco was was somebody who um made the move to montreal and he he kind of you know gave it up to the cheap living and and had a lot of gigs and and built a lot here so in terms of uh of being the 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 starving artist you, you can you can definitely uh get by in montreal and not have to you know uh give up a kidney or anything like that to to get to get by <laughs> I've had, I've had to do that in a few cities now here in the states. So, yeah, New York's got to be crazy. New York is like uh, that's that's an expensive place to to get it moving. Yeah, I mean, dude. I so I just lived in Santa Cruz, which is in the Bay Area of California, uh, near San Francisco, and all that stuff. And it's because of the tech money that's coming in there. It's like it's a little small beach town. It is crazy expensive. I mean, tech money is is the biggest money kind of going through yeah, the world right now. So people were like, oh, my God, New York's so expensive. Like, dude, it's fucking cheaper in New York City than a town of 60,000 people in California. And people are like, what are you talking about? It's like, I, I shit you not. I don't know how That's brutal. that is the case. So I'm still figuring brutal. out where to live, but, you know, we'll getting there yeah i guess in perspective and everything montreal uh it's it's it the prices aren't aren't bad compared to some places so i'm definitely grateful <laughs> yeah you guys gotta kick out mac demarco if he keeps on getting bigger he's just gonna make that place more and more expensive <laughs> yeah I, I think he's gone now i think I, I i think he's either back in his hometown which is like i, I think it's vancouver or somewhere over west coast but he's gone now he might be an la guy now i don't know <laughs> yeah well that's that's hilarious um uh why don't you I have a bunch of different questions for you. I don't know quite where to start. Um, so you I let's just go from what's kind of happened recently. You landed a placement with symbiosis in a French film. Is that correct? Yeah, that was so pretty much I do these like freelance uh songwriting like gigs every once in a while. And uh I've been doing that for like a couple of years now. I, I kind of started it in the pandemic. And that was like paying the bills for a while. And this is like a collaboration that's like a year or two old. And I didn't think much of it because these are like really small freelance gigs. Like 
a producer will hit me up and be like, Hey, I got this gig. I need like a 16 bar verse, pay 300 bucks, like very small payments. You do it, you, you get, you get paid and you move on and you, you retain royalties, but it's, it's producers that are still on the come up and building. So you don't know where the records are going to go. You're kind of just saying, all right, write my royalties down and maybe on a rainy day, something's going to come out of this record. And then last week I'm just hanging out at my girlfriend's place and I get tagged on Instagram, a request for a collaborative uh, post. And uh, I found out that the song got placed on a, on a television series in France. And that's my first placement. So that's pretty cool. And uh, yeah, it's pretty, pretty random how it kind of popped up. It's just one of my collaborations that, that I did for a client, not knowing where it would go. And it ended up landing a placement. So I can't complain. Yeah. Uh, what was, what was your first kind of reaction to it? Were you stoked? I mean, were you? it was really, it was really cool to like, to see my, like my, my music and my vocals placed on like a legitimate, like episode of television. That's pretty, that's pretty badass. That's pretty cool. I can't lie. So it yeah. was, it was like really cool to see that. And, and then after like the, the business side of me comes in mind, like, Oh, maybe this will be the first of many more. I'm starting to think about other placements and stuff like that. So definitely a, a cool a cool moment since it was a first i think it's a good testament too of just like keep doing your shit like i think the Absolutely. biggest thing I, by far the biggest thing that i've ever played drums on um with like multi-million streams and stuff like that i recorded in tiny ass studio in like an hour and it just kind of i was like here you go and that's I, where the magic happens sometimes it's it's in it. it's in the most diy setting in the most unexpected moment and then you you kind of throw it to the side and then you, x amount of time goes by something comes out of it i feel like so many of the good moments come from the moments where it's almost effortless or you're not trying you know you're not trying to actively pursue this big goal yeah and that's something I like I need to run, remind myself more of, too, because it's either like, especially in the music world, like I watched the interview with Kendrick Lamar and he's they're like, how many songs do you think he, you have? And he's like, 5000 plus. And he's like, and that's growing every single day. He's like hard drives and hard drives full of songs. So the Matt and then he make well, he puts out an album like every what, four or five years. Exactly. So most of that music is he's just. He's just recording it because it, it's coming out of him. He's not saying this is going to be the song that's going to put us in the club. This, it's just an artist making things, and you figure out all those details after when it comes to it. Yeah, and then also you're you're if you're focusing so much on putting just like one thing out, um, you know. And then like you said, if it's not really effortless at that point, it's not like you're not just like kind of vibing and channeling like your artistic vision. You're like kind of thinking like more like business. And this is just stuff I constantly have to remind myself of. Cause like, the, like I said, the most like, like you, like what you just kind of validated that opinion is just like, you put it out. And hundred percent. One, one thing that's wild is I would say last year in 2022 and 2021, I was like really, researching and, and studying marketing and strategies and you know how to grow on all these different social media apps and i got a little bit of success from you know following certain suggestions and 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 strategies but in terms of my best performing work 
it's it's come to me when I just put it out there. When I just make something that I'm truly passionate about, something that I believe in, and I put it out there. I'll definitely promote it to the best of my ability. But I feel like any time that I've I've tried to really like take some strategy I've learned online and uh, and apply it like so hard, it, it doesn't really amount to much. For example, the 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 short form kind of videos I've been putting out, the Mac Miller tribute, the one on uh, X, and a few other videos, those naturally just took off. I I made them because I'm just I'm a I'm a I'm a fan of Mac Miller. I I love him as an artist, and when I made that video. I was like, oh, maybe some of my, you know, people on my profile are going to like it, friends and stuff. That video for me on Instagram has a quarter million views now. And on TikTok, it's 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 got a half a million. And that's like the first time I went that viral. And I didn't expect that with with any fiber in my being. And I didn't put no I didn't put a strategy in place. I wasn't like I got to post that this time with this hashtag. I just put it out there and I went to sleep and then. The next day I went crazy. And then I have a video that I put out, uh, the one that you mentioned talking about uh, the life of an independent artist and kind of going, you know, music is a lifeline. That video peaked at like 20K, didn't think anything of it. And then two nights ago, it started going crazy on its way to 200K. And the engagement and interaction I got from that is is more than... Uh, some of the posts and songs and pieces of content where I tried to implement some strategy and and really try to like uh, manipulate it to 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 a to a marketing scheme. So sometimes the people are going to choose what they feel and what they want to share and 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 what they want to push forward because you can market the shit out of something and it can still fall flat. And you know they always say like when you release an album, the people choose the single. So I'm a firm believer that people carry what 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 they like from you, and you got to kind of just roll with that sometimes. Yeah, I think like like I said, I think your music is popping up and more and more, and like you kind of you got like back. You're you're on people's radar now, so it's it's clearly doing something in that sense, whether it be subconscious or not. And I think that's just generally like people are they're trying to the algorithms. It sounds so weird how well these algorithms and all that stuff know know us they like know when we're bullshitting they know when we're just trying to game a system 100%. For, our own, for our own like validation or marketing or money or whatever um and they're kind of turning into god in some sort of way or you know the idea of god or <laughs> whatever <laughs> i th- just as a random thing uh i i really enjoyed one of the things you put out about like hockey <laughs> I think it's a little while ago because I don't know I don't know shit about hockey. I also don't know anything about Canada. I don't know I don't know anything of, of what the stuff that you kind of take for granted and stuff like that. It's just like you can put a lot more content out about that sort of stuff, um, and you know people will enjoy it. So just just as a as a I guess a helpful tip for you because I think you could say the same thing for you know U.S. citizens. Like I don't know about certain shit. Um, what's, what is audio Mac audio? So audio Mac is, uh, it's a streaming platform that was created by, I don't know if you're familiar with the blog, uh, DJ booth. No, I'll check it out. So DJ booth was like, uh, it was one of the OG blogs back in the day that was 
posting a lot of uh, art. It was like the place to go for music uh, amongst like, I don't know if you're familiar with Dat Piff and, and all those kind of hip hop sites, but back when like blogs were the most popping thing, DJ Booth was one of the front runners of the blog era of hip hop. And uh, they eventually transitioned into creating their own streaming platform, Audio Mac, which is out of all the, the platforms, you know, the Spotify is Apple Music. Audio Max, my favorite because it's very pro uh, up and coming artists. They like to put a lot of new artists on their front page. It's not uh, it's not a popularity contest with them. It's not like you know Spotify and Apple. You either have to have a label pitching you or be you know a, a top five percent or one percent to be making some of these curated playlists. If you have good quality music. You're consistent. They like to seek out new talent and and showcase that on their on their trending playlists and on their curated playlists. So, I would say it's a it's a streaming platform that's built for the independent artist. It's built for the up and comer, and they have like cool ways. Like you can have like kind of like super followers that can donate to you directly, and you give them like different badges and stuff. So there's like cool incentives and different ways for people to support you that you kind of can't really achieve with other traditional platforms. So they kind of just took the streaming platform and kind of like 2.0'd it essentially. It's pretty cool. They kind of make it make a game out of it. Absolutely. And it's cool too because I hit one of their trending playlists on two of my songs and you know I've I've yet to achieve that on a on a Spotify or an Apple because like I said Spotify and Apple you have to have a bit more stake in the game when it comes to those playlists and how everything works over there but audio mac definitely is early on uh is early on talent for sure yeah kind of going back and i I think when you were first mentioning this at the at the top of the episode about like kind of investors and stuff like that i used to definitely have an opinion of like there are everybody has kind of a sugar daddy sugar mama like (laughs) yeah you'd be surprised you know it's like i my uh I, he's probably fucking hate me if he heard me say this out loud but the singer in my last band he's like why why does this other person already have like hundreds of thousand views on or uh, listens on his uh music he's like a drummer he just put something out and then he found out later that he just like paid a shit ton of money for like spotify placement and stuff yeah. like that because i mean the dude like basically owns a business a pretty successful business so he just did that so then we eventually paid for that and worked out but um yeah there's there's ways to grease yourself into the game if if the budget's there you'd be surprised of the things you can you can do it's 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 a game where the doors open with the dollar signs you know yeah yeah it's just uh it's... <laughs> it just is that, that's why that's why i love to speak so much for the independent artist and the diy artist because putting together those big budgets are just not possible sometimes you know what i mean so you're already going you're already going against so many other outlets that already have their way in the door with money automatically. So you have to work 10 times harder to make that noise. But it's crazy because I think, uh, you know, the artist Russ. So he's a, so he's a, he's a rapper, singer, but he's one of the biggest advocates for being independent. He's built an independent empire and he's made, He's he's made multi millions from from a tune core from their own his own distribution. So 
his whole thing is like there's so many artists in the game now that will sign major deals and the label will tell them don't we won't announce that we've signed you so you can keep an independent aura because independent has almost become a brand now you know to say you're doing it on your own is a is a is a is a buzzword now it's a it's a cool thing so there's so many major label artists who are like false claiming independence because it it gets the their fans to to get behind them more you want to champion and 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 lift them up but realistically they have a full deal with universal or or whatever mega corporation they're with so it's crazy how major labels have found a way to try to take a piece of the independent game by just labeling their artists independent because it it helps the image in their in their opinion <laughs> it's it's kind of weird yeah yeah like i've never i can't remember the last time i heard about like an artist coming out and being like yeah we're on sub pop something yeah. like that i mean clearly sub pop still exists yeah but <laughs> a lot of artists will not announce the deal because they're like they they want to make it seem like they're still kind of grinding doing it themselves but realistically you peel back the curtain they got they got someone to give them budgets they got the the gears are in motion for them so it's uh it's just it's a it's a weird game it's it's probably it's the most uh enjoyable game to be in if you love making music and art but it's also the most dishonest greasiest game when it comes to the business side and every other aspect uh that's set aside from the creative part yeah yeah it's fucking hilarious. I mean, it, it just makes so much sense when you say it out loud. And I, don't, <laughs> I, I, I don't want to say it's like everything's just against like a independent artist. Like you got to put your you got to put your legwork in, and there can be people that eventually. I mean, there's no artist that gets big without fans, and you have to make good stuff to have fans, even Most if they're, they're the ones who are supplying the money in the in the back end. I mean, that's that's how it works. Like even even in like a perfect scenario where everything was fair um yeah um okay this is this is something and uh what if if there was a young artist say they're like 16 years old they're just about to release their first three songs they don't have any social media which is for a 16 year old now probably total bullshit (laughs) but what would you if if you had to start all the way back at the start if you had nothing out there what would you say is a good strategy for the first year if you could like kind of restart from that direction? I would say singles only because people's attention attention span is very short. So to just throw five, 10, 15 songs at them at once, that's going to fall flat on its face. I would say singles until you have a community of of supporters that truly are connected and tapped into with what you're doing you need to be on the on the short form uh apps tiktok youtube shorts ig reels that's where the engagement is and you know at, you know in the beginning of tiktok everyone's like i'm not getting on that app i'm not getting on a, a dance app and making stupid videos those apps have now evolved into many different niches and and categories. There's room for everybody on, on those apps. You know, they've got music to cooking, to cinema, to anything you want is on those apps. So it's not just about cringe content anymore, but it's important that you're on those apps because right now, TikTok alone is the biggest discovery platform where 
the algorithm can pick you up even if you have two followers. As long as the content is engaging and people are 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 watching it, they'll push you out there. So I would say singles until you really find your tribe and your people that really support you. And you have to be as active as possible on the short form apps because as much as you might not like it, that's where we're at right now. And it might change in five years from now, even next year. But you kind of have to submit a little bit to what's in and still make it, you know, your own flavor. So short form content is king and uh, give people doses of you by singles, two, three minute songs. And once you build, the more loyal following you build, you can start dropping albums. You can start hitting them with the long form stuff because they're really going to want that from you. So singles, short form content, and just go crazy with it. Yeah. <clears throat> What would you say about every week? What would you say that you do, or what? Should, what would you wish you would do more of to for consistency wise, like every single week? So I I used to be all hyped on the like one song a week or bi weekly, but realistically, I think like pumping out one song a month and then building like thirty days of content around that song is smart because the song is the end goal of what you want people to consume and appreciate. But the the short form content is what's going to blow it up and drive everybody there. So the more pieces of short form content you have around that song, you're putting more like foot soldiers into play to to drive it to the to the end goal, which is to enjoy the music. So I would say, I would say if if you can post two to three videos a day, do that. But you shouldn't overthink it to. To this point where you're like i have to pump something out for the sake of having it out if you can only produce one good video a day or a video every two days do that because the quality shouldn't you know be compromised so you just got to find this rhythm and, and schedule where you're comfortable with posting consistently but not consistent consistently enough to the point where you know you're going to start taking a hit on the quality because it's becoming overwhelming so you gotta you gotta experiment and find that pocket and that fine line that works for you. For me, I, I burnt myself out last year by saying, okay, three videos a day, every single day. I'm going to post morning, afternoon, evening on all platforms. Now, what's working for me even better is I post one video a day, two if I'm really on a roll and I have something else I want to put out there. But as long as I get one out a day or one every other day, and I'm, I know I'm focusing on the value and quality, I'm content with that. Yeah. How how um how frequently how frequently would you say stuff goes viral for you out of those times? So, in terms of viral moments, I've only really experienced that in the last like, year or so. My first viral moment that I had was with a, a song of mine called Jeannie Bouchard, which was a song named after a, a Canadian tennis player. And it went viral because she ended up finding it. Someone like sent it to her and she tweeted it out. And then after she tweeted it out, all of her fans started to retweet it. And then I got written up by a couple of like major publications from Canada, one being Yahoo sports and the other one being sport Bible. And that pretty much ran the streams up, but that fizzled out and nothing really came of that afterwards. But that was like the first time where, you know, the uh, a big figure posted about me and all. I just got traffic like crazy. 
And other than that, my last viral moments were in the last month with the Mac Miller video, the X video, and then the video about being an independent artist, which like I said, I put it out, hit 20K, it peaked. And then two nights ago, after a month of it being out, the algorithm said, hey, we'll, we'll turn this back on again and, and shovel it out. And now it's going to have about 200K. So viral moments, I don't know much about them, but uh, they're pretty cool. But I also, I don't invest in them too much because I've realized that a lot of the times with viral moments, a certain percentage will follow and want to you know, join you on the journey and, and be curious and interested in what you've got going on. But majority is going to be people that were there for that moment, and they're they're just passing through, and that's why I I've, I had a video the other day that I put out where I actually appreciate the the videos that do 200, 500 views, a thousand views, because as long as people are still commenting and engaging, those low view videos are the videos where you're building the community. Those are like the the people you're going to turn into your diehards because the viral moments bring in people of all sorts. They're commenting crazy shit. They don't even know why they're there. They just saw this video and they're moving on from it. But those small, the people that keep returning to those small view videos, those are the people that I still recognize pop up when I, when I post new content, they're always there commenting. Those are the people who are like the day one community builders of, of what i'm you know trying to create yeah that yeah that was pretty funny uh just in general what you're saying um not the whole thing uh what do you think so this is this is kind of like i think a perfect time to talk about this because the, you having things like start to really work out as far as vi virality which by the way it doesn't mean shit to me i just if if we're if we we're at a bar together talking about beer i would want you to just show me your music i listen on the phone i'd be like dude this is sick um but like how you go about stuff i think it's why it's such a beautiful moment because you're starting to actually you're the you're the tip of like seeing your work come into like everything with your your music with your art with your interests with the people that you have around you. So I think that's, it's hard to capture like this, this small frame. And if you keep it going and you keep the consistency there, it's going to absolutely keep on and moving in that direction. Um, what do you, I mean, anything and everything, what, what would be kind of like final words you'd have to say to anybody who is kind of in the rap game, especially in like Montreal or any anything that you you think that like newer creators should just be doing just a short few sentences i would say create the art that you want to hear and see in the world because trends current styles they're going to come and go but art that comes from you genuinely is always going to remain nobody can take that from you and you have to, you know, walk with that for the rest of your life. You have to be, you have to live with what you put out. So only put out shit that you're really invested in, stuff that really wakes you up, stuff you're really passionate about. Because if you're going to build a career in this, you're going to want to be proud of the work that you have to live with and perform and represent every day. So the stuff that you really want to hear and see in the world, make more of that. Yeah, 
what uh what sort of creators do you consume what what sort of inspires you to kind of like keep going musically or just with with the general like hustle of content putting out what sort of creators kind of inspire you so in terms of music uh uh, in terms of uh you know just good mindset and perspective uh i talked about russ Mm -hmm. russ is an artist who has had his moment he's very successful and he peels that curtain back and, and shares you know uh how to make good independent moves and he, he gives a lot of free game and gems so russ is someone who i'm very tapped in with in terms of uh how to navigate as an independent artist i've learned a lot from him and i probably as much as i love his music i would say i consume more of his his kind of advice content than his music these days so russ is definitely someone uh that's a go-to for me and in terms of just this kind of new storytelling aspect that I've been diving into, I've been really falling in love with a lot of uh, content that uh, Anthony Bourdain left behind. A lot of uh, his show, Parts Unknown, The Layover. Um, I love how he told a story. I love how he talked to people, how he interviewed people. Uh, you know, to pull off that kind of style within music and talking to artists, how I want to talk to, if I could even achieve uh 1% of, of his approach, that would be amazing. So I, I, I would say I literally just put out a video of his. I just like cut up one of his interviews. Yeah. He's got, he's got it's so many good. gems and I've only, I only got, I've always known about Anthony Bourdain and I saw episodes of his shows here and there, but I only really got tapped in into his stuff once he passed. And I watched that the documentary they made about him, Roadrunner. And I, I saw that in the theater. And that that was just how complex his life was and just the way he thought and moved on a day-to-day basis. It, inspiring stuff for sure. So in terms of uh, storytellers, he's – I love watching his stuff. There's a lot to learn from just the way he speaks to people and the way he kind of conducted his pieces and interviews. So I'd say, yeah, Anthony Bourdain, Russ. And honestly, I, I like just uh I like just scrolling on TikTok and and, and seeing other people's perspectives. Because there's a lot of small creators and artists out there that have maybe not the biggest followings, but they have they have really great things to say. And that's a, a cool thing about TikTok being a discovery platform. There's people you never would have known about, but this app has come along that will push a small creator in front of millions and you can learn some cool stuff. So I have a few go-to staple people that I like to draw inspiration from, but I also like to just learn and, and get put onto new, uh, to new perspectives and opinions. And, uh, I'm the type of person that I don't care if the person has 10 followers or 10 million, if they say something that strikes a chord with me, I'll definitely, uh, you know, take pieces of that advice and, you know, show love and support yeah absolutely um yeah it's pretty damn cool like kind of going if you haven't read kitchen confidential yet or on audiobook like anthony bourdain's book his life is just even i gotta i gotta take that in for sure i I definitely gotta check that one out i mean that's that's the book that got him uh famous and and kind of like going off of what you were saying earlier he made that book for like his kitchen homies the guys that worked in kitchens he's like talking about doing blow and like yeah yeah, fucking he gave the real the real and rugged of, of his industry and he made it from the the most pure place because 
it wasn't like, okay, you have to make a book. We got to pitch it. He couldn't give a fuck less of five people read it at the end of the day. Cause that's how it probably initially was an intent. It was intended. And then what it did from there was obviously it built him a career. But when something is so purely made, when it reaches the masses, it's even cooler to see because it was made for such small consumption in mind, but had that, that opportunity to go huge. You almost, you almost make me want to do like an experiment. I think this might be kind of cool for anybody who's sort of listening because um, a lot of this mindset and why I've kind of been, I've been almost like grilling you on like, what do you do? Like, how, how does this happen? What have you been doing? Like, what do you think you should do more of? Um, I think it'd be kind of cool just like for whatever sort of art thing you create, or if you're going to make a song or something like that, make it for like one or two people. Yeah. I think that that'd be a good little, I think I'm going to try doing that just for shits and giggles. I'm not expecting it to get anywhere, but just, just as like a practice and at least, at least just trying to do that once in like the next week and just be like, try to make somebody laugh, even with just like an inside joke that you only know with that person. It's important to do that. Most of any time that I've made a song, I, most of the time I have my two to three go-to homies in mind that I'm always riding around in the car with. And if it passes the vibe check with them, when we're riding around in the, in the car, then that's the only green light I need to put that song out. It was made to to roll around with my friends. And if we love it, then it's a success already. And we're dropping that song. So make stuff for you and the, and, the, and, and a few people around you and let the, let the world in on your, on your inside, on your inside joke, your inside flavor. And yeah. then don't think about the, the mass consumption of anything. I think that's a very important way to approach art and the way you create. Yeah, I think everybody kind of wants to go viral before anything. And then it's like almost it would be shitty to kind of go viral before you actually feel like you deserve it. Cause then you're now you're just trying to feed a machine. Then you're like more of a machine than anything else. That that's the downside to these apps now because TikTok, there's so many success stories. There's literally musicians making TikTok songs, short intros, you know, more kind of bubblegum kind of hooks. Like the that's the only thing that sucks about algorithms is a lot of artists start to tailor their art for the algorithm and that's when you lose a lot of the authentic uh the authentic energy to it and the pureness you know even on spotify there's there's tips and guides of like short intros jump right into it like i, I like an intro on, on my music you know what i mean i i don't want to create because an algorithm's like we'll push it if you make it this way because you're already you're already compromising just for a specific platform and i think as much as tiktok can, has helped a lot of people and it's helped me too so i can't complain it also can water your your stuff down if you're not careful yeah and i think some people in general who've got big on tiktok and maybe even for the most part they're kind of like well it's going to sound derogatory they're kind of neurotic anyway like they, they would be filming themselves doing this stuff and like sending it to their friends anyway, whether or not like social media apps existed. So that's, I mean, that works for music and art and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. Um, before, you know, speaking of Anthony Bourdain, you know, he talked to a bunch of artists and creators and politicians and stuff like that. Kind of something he likes to talk about and something that I, I find interesting um, is the place that you live. And you kind of mentioned earlier in in the podcast um you said there's kind of a political french 
English divide in Montreal, and maybe that's why things aren't moving in a certain way. I have no idea about that. Can you maybe elaborate without maybe getting super political if it's possible? <laughs> so pretty much the way the politics works in, in Quebec, which is the province that, that I live in, and Montreal is my city. Um, and by the way, I'm not born and raised here, so I'm like very much an outsider while being here. I'm, I'm born and raised in Toronto. Okay. I just I I I live in Montreal because what we talked about earlier, a very easy city to get by in, in terms of rent and I had family out here and uh a lot of collaborators, but it's the political side is they feel like French is kind of the language is fleeting and they they want to protect it and you know, it's a bilingual province but they feel like at times English kind of, you know, maybe took a little bit too much a hit on the on the on the french culture and essentially they just don't want their their language to kind of get buried and and they still want it to be the leading language of the province but when you have those debates and arguments you know it it also it causes a lot of tension because you're starting to divide and cause sides and there's it's a very real thing here there's a lot of french people here that want to be like separate they want to be their own their own functioning country and there's moments where it it kind of got close to discussing that and there's a lot of separatists here it's 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 pretty fucked up but um and that's why i think a lot of the art scene has been held back why a lot of english artists haven't really skyrocketed out of here yet because there's a lot of hurdles and barriers to kind of overcome because there's a lot of tension with with the language and what's what and how you go about things. But I do my best to not dive into that. I'm like the least political person there is with all politics, even my own local politics. But it just sucks because when you have like political flares like that, it takes a hit on everything around you. And, you know, artists and creators, they, they feel that too. Yeah. I mean, that goes with every sort of politics thing throughout the world. <laughs> There's a, it's uh, it's every, always going to cause a divide no matter what. Yeah, that's that's the whole point of it. Yeah. Um, well, uh, I guess for this the rest of the show, I kind of just like, I guess the final question I always like to ask people is like, what is your idea of success for yourself and for others? And what's your philosophy on it? My idea of success is being able to have full freedom through your art meaning you can pay your rent you can pay your bills and you don't have to walk through your life uh looking at your your budgets in your wallet all the time you're able to uh work remotely you're able to fully wake up and go to sleep being supported by your craft without having to struggle and you know always come up with ends meet everyone's going to have a different view on that for some people it's it's arenas or bust some people they would love to just travel the country nationally and play 200 seaters for me i'm more of a of a a simplistic type of person i don't need the arena and the stadium i'll always shoot as high as i can go but as long as i don't have to worry about my finances and the people around me are good 
I'm successful. Even if that means I make a living from having 1,000 to 2,000 diehard supporters, I made it. Yeah. And there you go. What can uh, what can people expect from you? Where can they can can they follow you? How can they support you? So all of my socials, if people want to stay up to date with me, is Life of Young, which is Life of Y O N G E, and this year is focused on uh, a lot of single drops. Uh, near the end of the last year, I didn't drop much music, so there'll be a lot more music from me this year. Uh, there's going to be a lot of this video content that I've been dropping. There's a lot of different artists and creatives and figures that I want to make pieces on and uh, bring to people. So a lot of music, a lot of short form content. And if all goes well by summertime, I'll be, uh, I'll be dipping my toe in the, in the water of the podcast game. So I look forward to that too. Yeah. I'll uh, about as much as I, I can with that. Um, any, uh, any final thoughts you got for anybody? I would just, I would go back to, uh, to, to what I said before in terms of advice, when it comes to, to, to making, uh, your mark in the game and, and, and being an artist, make what you want to hear and see in the world. That's it. Absolutely. All right, Matt. Well, this has been super fun. You stay on the line. I'm going to quit the with the recording but yeah this has been the zen prairie project i interview artists and creators and get what they uh have to say out to the world and how they can help and i try to try to build a community of people whether they want to work together or they just want to listen to somebody else and get inspired so this has been really inspiring and i hope uh hope uh everybody listens gets a little something out of it so i appreciate you having me man i i appreciate it for real i'm, I'm glad it finally uh came to fruition i've, I've wanted you on the show for a while anyway thanks, thanks everybody man. I need a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, bossed up with a network. Yeah, I need a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, bossed up with a network. Yeah, look, okay, forehand, backhand, she rough with it, big talk, big game, she tough with it, fuck critics, watch me, go and get it if it's real, well if it's raw then I probably said it, double up, put your money where your mouth is, I want a good life, a couple big houses, big bank, stress free with the bad one, and it hills good view, yup I say that one. Rolling in my city since I've been home. Man, it's been a hard minute since I've been broke. Yeah, I'm living in my dream from the hard work. Oh, you mad I'm doing me while your heart hurt. Oh, my, glowed up big league, the time flight. If it don't serve me a purpose, it's bye-bye. Been trying to crack that code like lock Wi-Fi. If you know you can't be me, baby, then why you like teeny? Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like teeny? Yeah, bossed up with a network. Yeah, I need a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like Teenie. Yeah, bossed up with a network. Yeah, look, hey, no, you didn't believe, you didn't believe. Now it's handshakes every time they see me. She a freak in the sheets, but shy on the surface. Priceless, man, she more than worth it. From the city with the women, all the flyers, curving all the bullshit, leaving them on in silence. If she want a good night, I can supply it. If she going public with it, that's a riot. Goddamn.
Damn, I'm up next in my fucking city. Actually, I'm right now, no one fucking with me. Y'all play little games, y'all so Disney. And if you coming with that bullshit, please miss me. I remember when they talk shit, when they hate it. Now my songs coming on and they all replay it. Came a long way from my best friend's basement. Now I'm with the team, seeing how far we can take it. I need a baddie like Teeny. Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like Teeny. Yeah, boss up with a network. Yeah, I need a baddie like Teeny. Yeah, real good with the lay work. Yeah, or she a baddie like Teeny. Yeah, boss up with a network. If you wanna get away, get away. Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay. We could settle in and forget about time, yeah. If you wanna get away, get away. Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay. We could settle in and forget about time, yeah. Knocking down a couple shots, couple shots. Tell me how you love to feel, love to feel. Rolling up a getaway, getaway. You wanna escape what's real, yeah. Fuck into the sound of rain, sound of rain. We don't need no music playing, nah. You don't need to think about the past. We got histories, but we're never going back. If you wanna get away, get away. Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay. We could settle in and forget about time, yeah. If you wanna get away, get away. Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay, we could settle in and forget about time. Yeah, perfect potion in my body. Why it feels so good to be so gone? Was chasing you when it should have been us all along. But now I'm saying goodbye to my past and what it was, but it was good that it died. Yeah, smoking till the sun come up. I got my new girl thunderstruck, trying to stay committed, but I'm fucking up. I got so much life to live, not thinking about a wife and kids, thinking about some land out in Calabasas, the biggest cribs. All my stress down low, nothing on my mind. But a bunch of M's, good smoke, a couple dimes I just love mine and my business, well you should try And anytime I need a vent, I tell it to the mic And every time you talking shit, it's minutes off your life She only really call me when she need a pipe And if I'm being honest, that's the shit I like Okay, fucking right If you wanna get away, get away Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay We could settle in and forget about time, yeah If you wanna get away, get away Let's run and leave it all behind, all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, wanna stay, we could settle in and forget about time. If you wanna get away, let's run and leave it all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, we could settle in and forget about time. Yeah. If you wanna get away, let's run and leave it all behind. If you decide you wanna stay, we could settle in and forget about time.
Yeah, everybody on my shit. Everybody on my dick. Everybody wanna come through for benefits. Now fuck the shit. They just keep on flapping lips. I block them out like goodbye. They want reactions. They don't get them. All I say is good try. I think I'm about to go harder than Lindsay Lohan at a party in the hills when that party's snowing. I haven't been selected yet, but I know that I'm chosen. I made a map of all the places in the world I'm going. I know some people thinking local. I just dream of coasting. I'm in the clouds and no I'm in because the kid been floating. I cook a record, then I serve it up. No US Open. White boy, smooth as it gets him. Your girl's favorite lotion. I can't go to sleep anymore without thinking about it will he not make it Ooh, bitch well i highly doubt it i moved on to that next level i'm highly scouted i'd rather fill my bank get moneyed up than highly clouded the way i approach everything in my life is passion matt young might change my name to make it happen they only stick around for seconds like they're ben Askren. Mosby dogs three piece with the soda with the action i pull strings i make moves no ever clapping i had some peers who said they're staying here well what happened Junkyard whips, a bunch of plans came crashing. Shiloh got the frame, I'm waiting till he calls action. I'm shooting my shot, it's like a damn slide. No Marky Mark or Pharaoh, we don't bump the mother guys. I wear my jersey proudly, I'm not switching sides. Give me my flowers right now when I'm still alive. It's time to give me my flowers. It's time to give me my flowers. I need about a thousand every hour. I see all you bitches getting sour. Well, this is top one, top two, top three, phenomenal rapping. It seems every time I move the pen, I get to snapping. I'm like, ooh, it happened. The bodies get to dropping. I paid my dues for a decade. Don't tell me I'm not popping. My work ethic locked in. I've always had that vision. Even when I slept in the kitchen, I had them dreams of winning. Only playoff mode in me. There's no exhibition. Follow my gut and my intuitions, my definition. My boy Ryan told me chill, never trust a pigeon. He on his Ari Gold business like Jeremy Piven. At the blackjack table, spazzing in casinos. And we're about to cash out, then we're dipping the Reno. I'm shooting my shot, just like a damn slide. No Marky Mark or Pharaoh, we don't bump the mother guys. I wear my jersey proudly, I'm not switching sides. Give me my flowers right now when I'm still alive. It's time to give me my flowers. It's time to give me my flowers. I need about a thousand every hour. I see all you bitches getting sour. Hey, thanks for listening to this episode of the Zen Prey Project. Make sure to follow the Zen Prey Project on Instagram. Leave us a review for any of the episodes that you liked. And consider sharing this with a friend that might be interested in this sort of show. We'll see you next time.